0: You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Hey everybody, as you can imagine, it is quite crazy around here with all of our team flying on Monday to the Gravel Festival. So I am going to make this really quick. Uh, We didn't have a recording this week. We have an episode that we've had in the bank for a while that we're going to send out to you all. And then next week, you're going to get to hear uh, from us from the Gravel Festival. So we'll be sharing some of our conversations that we're having with folks out at the Gravel Festival. So it's going to be really exciting. So if you didn't get to come, You can always just follow us on Instagram and see what you're missing out on. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to let Lindsay get into the podcast and the intro there, and I will see y'all in a couple of weeks. One of the most frustrating things about going to big gravel races in the last two years is I have been getting sick pretty much every time I travel. And I travel about once a month for work or to a big gravel event or something related. And it's so frustrating when I get there and I can already feel the sore throat and the cold coming on. And it really takes me out for several weeks. And that's why I'm excited about our new podcast sponsor, Prevanex. We've worked with Prevanex within our feisty brands for a long time. If you listen to Hit, Play, Not, Pause, you've heard about joint support. Um, You've also heard about their great protein powder. But I am really obsessed with this product called Immune Health Plus it has helped me go from getting sick every time I travel to I have not been sick one time this year. And, and I've also been on the road a good bit already this year. So it has everything that you need for immune health support. And it's way better than anything you're going to find in a grocery store or health food store. It's supercharged with immune boosting ingredients like elderberry fruit, extract, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and calcium. Now, if you want to stay healthy through your race season this year, you're going to use the code girls gone gravel for 15% off your first purchase of immune health plus or any of their other products. That's girls gone gravel for 15% off of your purchase. And you go to Prevanex.com. You can find that in the show notes. All right. hey, we're, here. we're here. We made it. <laughs> that might've been the biggest setup we've ever had. <laughs> I will say okay. I don't think anybody's ever tried to dial in from a shopping center before. <laughs> That's what us moms
1: do. It's in desperation, desperate times to have desperate measures
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh well Sylvie, it's Sylvie D'Oust, right? Is that did I say it correctly without even practicing?
1: It's do but don't worry oh. about it. Oh man. <laughs> Unless you're French, you will probably never get the enunciation. It's okay. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I try. We are not
2: French. We are not That's French. Okay. That's true. Yeah.
0: We are not French. Um So, uh, you were just telling us also that your power
2: has been out. Yeah.
1: I I was stressing a little bit about this because I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it went out yesterday at 12 and, uh, we've had a big kind of an ice storm kind of roll through yesterday. And, uh, actually most of not Ottawa, but everything in Quebec on my side and around Ottawa, the power is out and, our neighbors got their power back, but we have not our our power So let's see. So that's why I came into the city today. I'm like, oh my gosh, like who knows if my data is even good, like it was sketchy out there. So that's why I came into the grocery store. (laughs) I got the kids busy doing some um, uh, activities. So
0: here I am. (laughs) You're here. Uh, All right, so uh, for some reason, I thought you were one of the uh, Kansas folks, but you're a Canadian.
1: I am. I will be coming down to Kansas, though. I'm super excited. You're doing XL, Yeah, I am. Yeah, that was um, a total fluke. Actually, it was kind of funny. I was telling Christy because she was on my podcast, but I I had Unbound on my calendar this year. And when I saw all the, the notices coming up in November about the lottery and I knew that there was a lottery to get in. And so when I saw it cut up, I'm like, Oh my God, I just registered, not knowing that it was for Excel. (laughs) And and then, (laughs) and then, then my eyes like, Oh my God, I'm going to unbound. And then my girlfriend's like, uh, you know, that's for the 350 mile. I'm like, what? I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, should I change it? Cause I really wanted to go for the hundred mile. <laughs>
2: That's a big difference. <laughs> so, it's only two and a half times longer.
1: <laughs> I know, but, I, but I'm not um, I'm not uh, um, stranger to long endurance racing. It's just been very long since I've done it. I used to do adventure racing, like multi day, but multi discipline and also team based too. So this will be very different by myself, one discipline um you know just riding you know for that long so it'll be interesting I've been like thinking about it every day and I'm like the the worst thing that I'm worried about is getting lost on the bike because you know how far you can go on your bike getting in the wrong direction is just bad news so I mean (laughs)
2: but um yeah
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I have other fears but
2: just make sure you have a really great Garmin (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, a, that's another
1: one. So, I'm testing out like a battery pack that I have. Yeah. Um, and it's been working well in this situation. So, I'm like, because I've had everything plugged to it. So, so I'm, I'm like, okay, well, that will last. That's uh, two days. So,
0: that's all you need.
1: That piece of equipment is good.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to have to like back us up then and tell us yeah. a little bit about how you got into uh, adventure mm-hmm. racing and cycling. Are, are, are those two combined or did you, you know, start cycling? Yeah. racing. Like, yeah. Give us your story of the bike. Kind
1: of, kind of like that. So it goes back 20 years, 2000. I know <laughs> Or like, yeah. So, uh, 20 years ago I got into mountain biking and then I got into, I did some, I had a boyfriend at the time. It always goes back to that boyfriend. And I was like, uh, he was into adventure racing. So he pulled me in it and to it as well. And as you know, you have to have at least one, like a female or a male in your team of four or two, you have, it has to be mixed. So it's very, as you know, um, it's very, it's hard to get women out in a competitive sport or a sport like this, you know, that's why we don't see as many. So anyway, so I was, um, one of the ladies uh, on my team in 2000. And uh, so I was training a lot for mountain biking. And then a lot of us went to road cycling for mountain biking. And then it just, I opened up a spinning studio in 2001 to start training, funny. And I ended up having that spinning studio for eight years Um, I transitioned from mountain biking to road cycling racing in 2005. I started up my own women's master's team. So there's like eight of us. Uh, we ended up racing with, I ended up racing for eight years with different teammates. And, um, so, uh, in that time, you know, I just, uh, embraced and, really started, uh, started my women's cycling club cycle fit chicks in 2008. Um, and, uh, and I've been running that ever since for 15 years this year. So, you know, I've coached over a thousand women, but in that time, like at the beginning, um, I adventure raced for a good six years. My last one was in Utah uh, called Primal Quest, and that was an eight-day. No, it was a ten-day race, but we did it in eight days, and that was like the most <laughs> amazing, scary. Um, I it was an experience I'll never forget. Um, and then I just like I'm retiring from this because like <laughs> I can't, do, can't do this anymore. Like uh, it was, I was uh, yeah, that was a tough like being in the heat in july as well like in utah in moab like mountain biking and trekking it was unbelievable Unbelievable. the terrain like wow um and so uh so that was my last endurance race
2: that and you said that was
1: 2008 2006 that was my okay <laughs> so it's even longer but it's still really fresh
2: it's really fresh so um, I really left a yeah. mark on you. Yeah. I, was gonna say, <laughs> like, I think you still have a sunburn.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh my gosh. I just remember, uh, it was so hot that we would like, we we're mountain biking and we are in the desert and we just like go from one little shade to the next little shade to the next shade. It was so hot. And, um, we did some repelling like 400 feet down to this Canyon. Um, and then we had to trek out of it. I was like, this thing is never going to end. Um, but the thing is that it's the mental fortitude yeah. and toughness that comes out of that, because you can't let this like, Oh my God, o- get overwhelming. And so I'm going to be pulling a lot of that into my experience in Excel. Um, just because, you know, you can't look at the big picture. You've got to look at every section of the race. Like this section of road, then this section of the road, and then this section, then milestones, like vill- like the, the little villages or, um, you know, towns that we're going to roll through things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of, um, getting myself prepared for that.
0: Have you been to Unbound before? mm yeah, you just wait to jump in on your first one. I'm I know gonna, It's like, like definitely the whole mentality down. of
2: go big or go home here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yes. Yeah. So I'm like, what can I do next after this? Leadville. No,
0: I'm yeah. I mean, I don't but think yes. Leadville is crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm driving down too. So that's, so I've made it like a bit, uh, a bit of a road trip. Um, I'm, you know, taking like a, uh, you know, four days to get down. I know it takes 24 hours, uh, driven across the United States before down to Florida. So I'm like, so literally it'll be very cool to just drive and see the
2: countryside um, all the way there. That will yeah. be pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many, like when you're, when you're training for this, I mean, coming from adventure racing, that was more obviously multi-discipline. Mm-hmm. The XL is just one discipline. <laughs> Are know. you still mixing up your training or are you basically sticking to the bike right now? No, I'm sticking to
1: the bike. I haven't done multi-discipline in years just because it, just, it was just so time consuming um, because you have to go out trekking. Then you have to get on the water and paddle. Then you have to, then you have your mountain biking, and then you have to make sure your orienteering is up to par and, and your uh, ropes, like you're ascending, descending, um it was a lot talk not to mention a lot of gear that went with it but uh yeah i'm keeping myself i don't know what i'm if i'm doing this right but i'm i imagine that i'm just staying really active on my bike um putting in the amount of time that i have mm-hmm. right as as a mom and working you know you have to you only have so many hours in the day to to get things done and and i'm also working on strength training. Cause I know that's going to be beneficial as well. So
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, the good thing mm-hmm. is women are naturally more endurance and you, a lot of the, when you get into those big events, a lot of it is mindset, right? Yeah. yeah. So you've, you've definitely developed that skill over the years. Um, I don't know, like there haven't been that many women that have done the XL. I mean, it's a, still a relative new, new event, but Christy would know this you told, now I'm not just outing you, you told us this, you're 52. So Christy, will that be the, would that be the oldest woman to finish? If, if Sylvie, Oh, I have, I don't there? know. I'd have to
2: look. Um, it seems like the faces I, I've seen are in their thirties, maybe forties. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Rebecca did it. Oh yeah. Rebecca. So Rebecca's um,
0: probably about the same age as you.
2: Yeah. She, but Rebecca's she my been, age. She would have been in her 40s. She'd so have been late late 40s yeah, yeah. which I, right. I think it's,
0: I think it's cool right because like a lot of times we think adventures are for people that are younger like these big yeah. things and like <laughs> I think there's a lot of what are a lot of women now that are showing folks it doesn't stop and your desire for adventure and your ability doesn't stop as you get mm-hmm. older especially with endurance
2: I'm gonna yeah. light that up. I'm really curious. <laughs> well, I, I mean, think-
0: I had a dream that Christy was doing it and I was convinced. I would love to do the it. I was like, oh, Christy. Well, you
2: can do it with me, Christy. <laughs> I, I wish I could. Got this little I could bonus. do it with you a so different weekend.
1: <laughs> well, I did look at the registration and I there is only 39 women out of 229 um participants. So I know I'm not a contender. However, you never know, I always say the race isn't over until it's over because so many things can happen in an event. Um, as long as you know I've got the right gear, the right tires, well, the right tires, you know, uh, my nutrition is on par, I stick to my game plan, um, I know I'll finish, but there's a good possibility I don't know where I might fall in yeah. that category. Right. So it's kind of actually exciting, um, to know that I'm one of a small number of women who are going to be on the start line, you know, probably the, maybe the least experienced in this length of
2: cycling distance. I think it's, yeah. You know, the, the numbers for the XL are always, and, and women's performance in the XL are always super interesting because, um, We have, like, I know when you when you were mentioning those numbers, what's what will be interesting is like that thirty nine women, like most of them, will show up to toe the start line. That male number will drop. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll either pivot to a different distance or they'll defer to next year. And then I we had a a female athlete reach out and she said to me that um, we needed to give more time. To the XL finishers to finish. Cause you have like roughly 36 hours, I think it is to finish yeah. it. Uh-huh. And she was like, women need more time to finish these things. And I was like, mm,
0: that's actually not that's true. Not
2: true. Why? And so of course it got me looking at it. And I was like, I mean, there are some athletes that take longer and they come in, they don't have an official finish and they are both male and female. But what was really interesting when I started looking at it was that the finishing rate for women was higher than the finishing rate for men. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was a, definitely a perception that this woman had that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Women need more time to finish it. And I was like, well, that's like been proven, right. The
0: longer, the longer the events, the more because of the way that women even like our oxidiza- fat oxidization, I'm working on this nutrition course right now. <laughs> but, um, okay. It's basically the way we use fuel sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we are more tend to be more, nat- more naturally inclined to longer endurance. And so women, the longer it gets, tend to outperform the men, which is why you're seeing overall female winners and things like Race Across America. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. or D.D. Griesbauer at 52 just mm-hmm. uh got third place at the Ultraman uh World Championship. So um yeah, it's a, like it's all about your training. <laughs>
1: I think it's all about your training and um for for me, it's always like pacing yeah. um, because we all know what it's like the start line. We all want to yeah, go no. fast, but <laughs> then you just <not> <laughs> <Like, like, laughs> uh, I don't know how fast I'm going to want to go with the start line, right? I just sort of pace myself and let the fast ones go. And, um, you know, because I've heard, I've listened to podcasts about the, the course and um, I've heard
2: it's changing. Mm-hmm. Is that true?
0: It yeah. changes every year, right,
2: Christine? What? It changes every year, right? No, no, it changes every other year, but the Excel course got a revamp this year anyway. So, so
1: there's, but there's certain, it's, there's certain areas that they talk about, like, um, the sharper rocks, like the, that's mm-hmm. in one particular section. Um, so, you know, you, you just wait for everybody to go by. So you get a good line, right? So you're not pushed to the side where the sharper rocks are sitting, you know, like, just sort of things like that and not to get hung up with having to be in the front, not that I'm going to be in the front, but, you know, keeping a certain pace with somebody else that you can't physically hold for a long period of time. Cause you're just going to burn yourself out in the long run.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I just think like slow and steady, um, you know, my goal is to finish, um within the time frame because that's important to me. Um and um if I need to stop and rest, like have a nap, which I plan on doing, um, I will and not to feel guilty about keeping going because I've I've fallen asleep on the bike before in adventure races. Oh wow. <laughs> that's like when you get just really slow, you just <laughs> And, <laughs> and you know, wake up fast <laughs> yeah. and then you just like oh, like literally I mean but so I have been there and I was like okay well Sylvie, and plus it's only me that's another thing it's like how fast am meat am I going to push myself um and you know to to take that little break when I feel yeah. that I need it because I know that taking that fifty minute power snooze for me I'm a power snoozer is going to be beneficial for
0: yeah. even going all the stuff you learned in adventure racing is going to just like take you a long way and this yeah. will it'll just be fun it'll be fun to see you know what this is like doing a single yeah. discipline and I think it's cool that you weren't like dear unbound please put me down to the 100 because that is what I No, I was
1: just you know I thought about that and then I I talked to a couple people you know I'm like you know what I I can do this. Like, you know, I don't put in like uber long. Well, listen, like, I think this weekend's going to be the first weekend we can officially get out on the road to ride our bikes.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Like seriously, um, it's way better in Ottawa than it. Like we're still under three feet of snow where I live and it's like 20 minutes away. So it's, (laughs) so this weekend on the schedule, I'm getting out for like a 50 K ride. And, um, and then I'm going to Barry Roubaix next weekend for 150, like their hundred miler. So I'm going to be using that one kind of as a gauge to see how long it takes me. And then I'm going to kind of go from there. I don't, I'm not going to have much time left. I'm just going to have four weeks to get in some longer rides and not to, you know, tire myself out before, I drive to Kansas across the country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You could pull a Lail Wilcox and you could just ride your bike to the start line.
1: Yeah, no, I, I listened to her podcast. I'm like, she's a powerhouse and um, she rides all the time. Like when we all love to have that kind of know. lifestyle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah kids. Maybe of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to start, I think because the narrative's changing so much, we're going to see women like finishing their careers getting their children out of the house and then going on these epic bike adventures because the hundred percent is like no longer oh we just kind of like had of fade We're understanding what women can do and how to fuel ourselves yeah. and how to how to do things like strength training and to change up what we do to keep ourselves active for the long haul so yeah. I have no doubt
1: a hundred percent I think you're right on because with within my women's cycling club like the minimum, the average age is 52. It travels up every year I get older. So funny. And so I have a lot of retired ladies who are doing all those epic things. like, And it's just so cool to see a couple of them migrating into touring, into backpacking and things like that. And it creates a lot of curiosity within the rest of us. And then we're all like watching them or, you know, getting out and doing little, little adventures. Um, But it all starts right there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. in the next five years that we have like, um, you know, a section of ladies in the club and that's all they do is just long rides on weekends. Yeah. It's really exciting.
0: Yeah. So you had said that you have had the cycling club for 15 years, which is a long time to keep something going. Um, how did, how did that get started? And then maybe you can give us some tips. Cause I know a lot of people are interested in starting something, but like, it's, it's a lot of work. You need to go into it with your eyes open.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it took me a long, it's a really great question. Cause it took me, cause so I started it when I had my spinning studio. So in the spinning studio, I had a lot of female clients and they were in there. Um, you know, just, I would listen to them talk throughout classes or before we started about riding, riding by themselves, hating to follow their husbands because they're too fast or boyfriends or partners. And I'm like, you know what? So that was back in 2008. So I was like this, and there's only one big club. And I'm like, this city is big enough for two clubs, especially if it's a woman's, an all-female club. And so it took me a while to push that send button to post it on a forum, right? Because 2007 is when Facebook came around. So this is like pre-social media, you know, running a business back then. Um, and then when I did, I got like 43 women interested. Now I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do with them? <laughs> now what? <laughs> Who's gonna sign up for that? But and then so it just kind of went from there. It was just me. Then I um, uh, I had a f- coaching friend come and help me. And then, um, I had a couple other girls. So I, then I had the, I, I had started the, the race team a couple years before. So I had racers like some of the team members help with the club. And then eventually, um, we created a board. It became a not, um, not for profit because we had to, in order to be, um, affiliated with the FQSC, which is the Quebec Federation, cycling federation. Um, and so it just, it kind of grew from there, but I tell you, there was a couple years where I had some toxic apples in there and I oh, really? didn't know you only need one. I didn't know if I was going to continue on because it was just stressing me out and it was just not fun. Um, and I would say, if it's not fun and it's stressing me out, it's time to like, get rid of it. Um, but it passed and I kept on going. Cause I said, there's so many other great women in this club, um, to get going, but if any, were in so, and now, um, uh, I have a board of six women. Um, we've had them for about six years. We've had like a board, like an executive board, um, just helping out. Like we have a group ride coordinator. We have a, um, a volunteer coordinator. We have um, the treasurer helps me out. The vice president. Um, I'm the lead uh, coach. Um, so, and we've grown to have um, one night. There's a skills night, which has always been like that, where I coach different cycling skills. Then we have four different rides over the week, and one leveled ride with five. We added advanced long distance (laughs) because we had some long girls we wanted to do long distance and um yeah we've had retention of like 70 percent um new members we're almost at 180 members this year um and we were able to go through covid like that was unbelievable how many things we had to do in order to make that happen but um my ladies are so amazing um and I know for a fact that everybody there like just appreciates the social aspect of it, the ability to get better on your bike, the more confidence in group riding and skills development, uh, hill climbing. Um, but, uh, you know, and it, it, it makes me so happy to see so many women like evolve as cyclists when they come to me. Um, very timid and scared, and um, would never ride close behind somebody. Like a part of the club is a free four hour uh, learn to group ride clinic where I force them to get closer and ride beside each other and, you know, take their hands off handlebars. You just don't think about stuff right like that because we've been riding for so long, but these are really basic skills that, um, you know, we need to pass on. And I think having that baseline of having, you know, these kind of little clinics free for members, like I charge a membership. I know there's a lot of different uh, styles of, uh, well, I'm a club, styles of groups out there. Um, clubs and groups are different. Um, insurance, basically. Um, and, um, Yeah. And and then we they get a a jersey as a part of the membership. So everybody is, you know, looks like a club, rides like a club, and you know, it's just so amazing to see women come into themselves and love their bikes and you know and upgrade their bikes. Oh my god, like yeah
0: to live your healthiest life possible you need to understand what's going on inside inside tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source your body inside tracker was created by experts in aging genetics and biometric data from harvard tufts and mit it provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations plus an action plan on how to live a longer healthier life inside tracker can also calculate your biological age which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age as well as ways to lower your biological age the thing we love most about inside tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health like food supplements workouts and other lifestyle choices and did you know that you can use your hsa hra and fsa to buy any inside tracker plan which means you can purchase inside tracker using your tax-free dollars oh and it gets better for a limited time, you get 20% off the entire inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, visit tracker.com slash feisty. That's InsideTracker.com slash feisty. And also, I just... I want to say, cause a lot of times I think we get like pushback when we charge for things and people say, Oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, this should be free. The outdoor cycling should be free, but somebody is putting time and work into that. And you, I know, you know, like those don't mm-hmm. cover a lot, but being able to maybe pay for things at your clinics or your coaches, like it's okay to charge for things. Oh yeah. I, I mean, think, you know, like yeah. as women, especially we shouldn't be afraid to charge for something we're bringing value to.
1: I know it was, uh, we paid, we charge, uh, 225 a year and, uh, in like the value is like if you start adding everything they get for free, like, you know, everything's almost account for free Jersey, 65 bucks, you know, like you could buy that on your own. You know what I mean? That alone, the, the group clinic four hours, you know, it, I charge 200 for that. Um, and, uh, then you get organized five rides a weekend, like on a Saturday, plus you get Sunday, plus you get Friday, plus you got a skills night where you're going to learn, you know, like if you think it's too expensive, like go to the club because clubs have one a week. If, you know, everybody's there together. And it's just, and you have to pay for everything else. Yeah, it's it's almost a no brainer. So,
0: but I I I also think it helps long term when you Mm -hmm. see revenue, the revenue come in, and you're not like putting everything out of your pocket. Whether you're just paying for, like, you're paying for the snacks, or you're able to pay Mm -hmm. your coaches. Like, it it just, I think that's probably one of the reasons you've kept something going for fifteen years, right? (laughs)
1: insurance, <laughs> website, yeah. uh, coaches, yeah. um, jerseys. We still have yeah. to pay for those. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's been such an amazing experience to date. Like I can't believe it's been this long.
0: Like <laughs> that's really been, cool. I bet there's some really cool people that have had life-changing relationships in that time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, you also have an event. You're a very busy person. You're making me tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Well, I, so I got, so before I got, I started this gravel event, we, as a club, were uh, putting them on a road time trial with the FQSC it was, they were asking for clubs to put on events and add to their calendar. So they have more events for, for racers. And I'm like, sure, because time trial is like the easiest race to coordinate, right? Like you don't, you don't have to close anything. You don't need cars. You don't like, it's just out and back. You don't have Pelotons, you know, it's just easy. Um, So we did that for about five years. And then I went to a gravel event. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and you were like this is so much more fun <laughs> no
1: totally like because I came from mountain biking so mountain biking and road like gravel is just a an amazing in between and I went to uh Hurton and Halliburton my girlfriend's like hey you want to come to this race it's an eight hour you know like ro- event uh like uh, gravel race I'm like okay. So I just, and, uh, and so eight hours, it's like how many laps you can do in eight hours. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll do four maybe I'll do 3 and like, let's see what this is like. It's a 27 K lap. And, um, I just, I got this old, uh, Bianchi mountain bike that was changed up to a gravel bike, like last minute drop shifters. Like, wow. But I went in there. Yeah. I went in there were people like, Hey, guys, bye. and, and I did like five laps and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> and, and then after that, I'm like, I can't do a time trial anymore. I'm so not into it. Um, and then I'm like, so last year we like really last minute. Cause COVID was still, uh, I can't believe we we're still kind of in lockdown last year this time.
0: And, no, uh, so, Canada.
1: yeah, it was restricted. Like and, um, and after that Halliburton race, I'm like, I, on my podcast, I started interviewing a lot of gravel event organizers. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much happening in the States. And, um, and I, I, uh, interviewed Matt Acker, of Barry Roubaix. And I'm like, frig, I've got to go to that event. Like I have to go to that event. And so like, it, I just did a road trip. I was I didn't even know if I get across the border. I didn't care. I was just like, I'm going to go to this event like that's I, I got my test um, and then they didn't even ask me at the border. I drove like like it's like 10 hours, 14 hours. And I'm like, this is the best road trip. All I wanted to do was drive because I hadn't been out of my house in two years. <laughs> and and when I got there, I signed up for the 100K and I've been training for it all winter. And it snowed the night before and it was like minus five. And I'm like, oh God. Um, but I finished it. I had amazing time. And uh, I'm like, this is what I've got to do. Like, we've got, I've got to do stuff, something like this. And so last minute, I changed up the time trial to be a women's gravel race. We had 25 people, it was really small, local. And uh, this year, we're um, building it up to, like double it. I don't want to grow too fast, because I do want to set the stage for um, like growing into a women's gravel festival. So I know that There's a gravel women's gravel festival in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. That girl, we we put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you girls. (laughs) I'm like, I want to do what they're doing um, here in Canada. Very cool. And yeah, and we have, and it just so happened, you girls, that um, I'm our our event is uh, the Wakefield Women's Gravel Grind, and some a mountain biker just purchased a local ski hill where I live in Wakefield and he wants to make it a mountain bike gravel Mecca like he's he's got a five-year plan to put all these trails in uh connected to the Gatineau Park and we partnered because as soon as I saw in the newspaper I phoned him I found his phone number through the connections that I have and I was like hey I want to work for you." Unfortunately, there was no opening, but we partnered and I'm going to be using the Ski Hill Vorlage as our, um, uh, headquarters and where we're going to do all our finishing and starting and set up and everything. So it's just going to start there. Um, yeah, I'm so excited and I'm so excited to go down and see Unbound and see what you guys do down there. I know mine will never be that big, but it's just, it's really cool to see big events come together. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you've got big dreams and we get messages all the time from people in Canada asking about events and things. So, um, and and especially where you are, you'll be able to get that Northeast corner from the U S too. So, uh, which there aren't a ton, there's some good events in Pennsylvania and, but, uh, in Vermont, but I haven't heard of just a ton of other kind of banner events up there. So That'll be successful for sure. uh, So, uh, if anybody's interested, are there spots available this year, or have you sold out?
1: There are definitely spots. Um, I opened registration last week, Um, so you know I'm also learning a lot about this as well. So I've got to take my time getting everything started. Um, Yes, you can go onto Bike Reg and search Wakefield Women's Gravel Grind. Um, We have a Facebook page. You can follow it there. That's where I have all my information going at the moment. Um, And uh, yeah, you can definitely register. We have uh, three distances, 30, 50 and 70 K and I'm working on a hundred K loop. But I have to work on uh, permissions to get through the Gatineau park, which is anyways, it's an NCC area, it's restricted kind of, but you have to get permission. So I'm working on that. Uh, But this year, that's what's what we're going to have. We have a non binary um, category as well. And we have five categories per um, distance. So very cool. And then if
0: people want to follow you or find you have a podcast or find your podcast, how would they how do they find you and hear more of the stories of people in your community.
1: Um, my podcast is called secrets from the saddle. Um, you can find it on any, yeah, (laughs) all things cycling. So I interview all types of people from, I've interviewed people all over the world, um, different types of cycling, different types of, um, people doing great things with cycling, uh, charities, events, um, coaches. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Um, so you can go on any one of the, I guess, podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, and go and search out secrets from the saddle. It should pop right up. If you want to follow me, you can search Sylvie Do <laughs> <Everybody. laughs> facebook instagram we'll put it in the show notes. yeah we'll put it in i say we'll put that in like, nobody's
0: gonna be able to spell that
2: <laughs> We're
1: familiar, so. alone with all the social media platforms yeah yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: yeah well very cool it's fun to hear your story i can't wait to see you um at
2: unbound and
0: yeah i'm so looking
2: forward to meeting you in person crossing
1: I told Christy, I'll be there Wednesday. I've already talked to the grounds, keep the campground guys. Was it uh re no Ken, Ken, Ken. Yeah. So we had a chat and I said, I'm going to be rolling in Wednesday to get the prime spot. Make sure it's like, I think it's underneath the bleachers or something. <laughs> 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 Cause uh, I'm going to be camping out there. Um, maybe not Thursday. I'm probably going to go to a hotel. Um, just so I get a good night's sleep. Um, because I imagine everybody will be rolling in like a Thursday night. Um, oh, and the
0: party starts rolling in early into town. Yeah, so it's I don't want to be
1: part of that <laughs> just yet. Um, so I probably will book a hotel out of town for Thursday night so I can charge up everything, make sure all my food's ready, get a good night. Yeah. You know that solo female, like I gotta do like. Yeah. yeah, The nice thing is you
0: don't start until late afternoon. So you can kind of slow roll that day. uh, Yeah.
1: And and I've heard there's an IHOP in town. There is. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I might have to go for a pancake or two before I start. Um, so I I actually talked to Angela and uh, Nate, Nate,
0: and, uh, we're, we're going to go for pancakes. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us and for getting this all to work with your power out and your kids and all that. And um, we'll look forward to seeing you soon.
1: I can't wait. I told Christy, you can make me work. I can help you guys out if you need anything. I am really, really looking forward to meeting you ladies and being a part of this. I'm going to cry. But anyways, (laughs) I am super, super excited.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Sylvie. (laughs)